G'day folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at AustralianUFOSightings at Outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow, and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review, and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that, let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favourite beverage, and enjoy the show. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. Now on this episode we had a fantastic weekend there at Lake Mondoran, uh, just a little bit north of Jinjin there. We had uh, about 15 odd people there join the, the event there on the uh, my very first UFO expedition there and um, it's just an uh, absolute ripper of a weekend, uh, meeting new people, like-minded, uh, people who've had experiences there or people just who had a genuine interest in the whole thing. Um, so it was absolutely amazing seeing both sides there as I was sort of expecting to see uh, mostly people who had experiences there and um, it turns out there was just people who just had a real genuine interest and wanted to find out more about the whole topic there and people's experiences there, which is absolutely great because uh, it's not very often you sort of come across that. But um, yeah, look guys, it was an absolute ripper of a weekend. So thank you to everyone who did come in on that weekend there and join in on the fun. Um, but I'm definitely going to do it again at some point there because it's just way too much fun. And it's just to meet new people, that's the whole thing there, you know. I'm used to talking to people on the on the podcast here, and I might just see them through the camera sometimes, you know. And but it it's just it's even better seeing them in in person. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't get um, any pictures or much of the um, the the actual whole event itself. I was a bit too busy there, mingling amongst people there and uh, cooking up the food and all sort of stuff. And by the time all this sort of stuff happened there, I uh, we sort of ran out of time. And um, it was getting on dust there, and we started to go and head up and go do a bit of sky watching on the uh, the, the damn wall there at Lake Mondoran. So, um, look, the, the, I'm going to just go about the park itself there. Look, the park itself, um, it was absolutely beautiful. It's um, got spacious areas there for the people who want to do proper camping there on the unpowered sites there. Plenty of room and space there. Uh, the powered sites there were pretty good. Uh, I think they were pretty convenient for everyone there. And, um, and they even had like the kitchen areas there where they had full barbecue, fridges, hot water and all sorts of stuff, um, toasters, microwave. Really convenient for the people who um, actually do go camping. Uh, and, you know, in the, in the proper camping. Not, well, not proper, proper camping, but, you know, <laughs> a bit of a, a, a half bit of glamping there, you know. Got the comforts there. And definitely had the facilities there for like you know toilets and showers and whatnot and fresh water and which was really good. Um, so look, you know, look at the staff there at the uh, the camp there. Well, thank you very much to them. If you're going to be listening to this, um, thanks for helping organise this and get things arranged there. It was absolutely fantastic. And um, look again, thanks to everyone who actually turned up on the day because it was just um, yeah, I'm still I'm still buzzing about the whole day. It was absolutely awesome. Um, it's actually great meeting all these new people. So look, I'm going to get into the event here a little bit. Um, see what, uh, give you a bit of a brief rundown of what's happening. Now, this is going to be a bit of a short episode for you, but it was absolutely awesome. It was a fantastic night. It was a bit of a light cloud coverage there, which probably gave us about ninety percent of 
the view of the stars and that, it was pretty good. And they didn't really stay around that long either. So it didn't hinder us that much when, when it comes to the stargazing solidings, but just a couple there were just sort of like, you know, just, just hindering the view a little bit. But again, it didn't really hinder us that much there. By the time um, things sort of covered over, it was pretty good and we were pretty much seeing everything. And where we were on the, the damn wall there, we pretty much got a 360-degree view of everything around us, which was absolutely great. Uh, the only problem was there was a bit of a 2.5-meter wall, which sort of did sort of hinder those who weren't really blessed in being tall. Um, so they couldn't really see the eastern horizon very well for when we had um, a few stars and planets coming up on the horizon there. So they couldn't really get a good idea of the, the effects that the atmosphere does create when it comes to objects on the horizon so but they still got a bit, bit of an idea when um when they were coming up so um look to go on uh, we saw heaps of bloody satellites there lots and lots of satellites coming through every couple of minutes so i think we we're spotting one uh, i don't know what the occasion was for that night there but like they were just absolutely everywhere and uh tell you what meteorites uh, shooting stars they'll go crazy as well we we're seeing one every like 10 minutes or so it was really good and it's an absolute ripper of a meteorite come through. It just um, had a massive like comet trail behind it. It just kept going and going and going halfway across the sky. And it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely amazing. Uh, it had me in a bit of awe for there for a while going, wow. Like I've, I've seen heaps of meteorites in my time there. And like I've seen them just fall with a small tail. But this thing just had a massive tail behind it. It was just absolutely beautiful. It literally looked like it was a big-ass comet trail. To tell you the truth, um, and just the light it was just creating behind it as it was coming through the atmosphere it just gave that extra effect to it. So it was absolutely awesome. Um, just seeing these sort of things, you know, it's it's really good to go out there and stargaze. And given the location we were, we weren't really hindered much by the street lights or you know city lights and that. We could see the lights from Bundaberg, which probably was giving a bit of a glow on the eastern side there, but it didn't really affect us too much there for where we were located. Uh, so it it really did help being where we were and i think the next location we'll try and get away from the major cities there you know and just try and get out a little bit further out um we did uh where we were located because we were on the damn wall there you know this place is uh you know fisherman's paradise there for the fresh wateries and the the boats oh people were out in the boats there that night they were pretty much out there all night really just chugging around trying to get catch some fish and that they were they're pretty committed these guys and these guys were out there fishing, had their torches out there, and sort of did be a bit of a pain in the ass a little bit here, but not too bad. Where the point, like, you know, it wasn't really affecting us too badly. It's just like, you know, you'd be looking out in the dark there, and next thing you get a light shining in your eyes or something distracting you. And yeah. But again, it wasn't too bad at all. Um, so look, we've seen heaps of stars, heaps of planets. Uh, we had Jupiter, Saturn, Mars pop up. And uh, to top it off there, Triffin uh, from Unlocking the Code joined us there with his boys there with Angus there and a couple of other blokes there with the UTC. And uh, look, they brought out their telescope, which was absolutely fantastic. People got to go around and go and check out the planets there, check out Jupiter and Mars and a bit of the moon that was sort of just on the 10% of its, um, of its uh, crescent moon there, uh, which is absolutely, yeah, so like as much as it was like a, little slither of the moon there it still gave an absolutely awesome view and seeing some craters in detail so it was really good uh, seeing that so yeah look thanks to Triffin and the UTC boys there for 
getting involved there and bringing out the telescope there and helping out everyone there to sort of get a bit of understanding of the uh, the whole astronomical side of things. So yeah, thanks to that, guys. Oh, but before I forget, um, I did manage to get a snippet there of one of the UTC boys there, Bo, who is a didgeridoo player and did an absolutely fantastic job playing this didgeridoo. So I'm gonna have this quick little snippet there, and um, yeah, enjoy this, guys. It's an um, absolute ripper and um, just added a great vibe to the night. Um, finishing up on this, but, um, yeah, check this out. You're probably wondering if we did attempt to do the CE5 contact there. Unfortunately, we didn't get time to do it. Well, I sort of half forgot about it. It was too busy mingling and uh, people asking questions in regards to the the astronomics of the, the sky, you know. And um, sort of got distracted there and really didn't think too much of it, uh, trying to contact or do any sort of forms of meditation and that sort of things. You know, people were just having too much of a good time and just really mingling and talking and just, just down right having a good old fashioned gin wag, you know, it was absolutely fantastic. Talking about, you know, like I said, we were spotting uh, satellites here and there, and people were getting distracted with that and going, thinking that, well, that could be something there. I was like, no, nah, it's just a satellite. It's not doing anything fantastic and amazing. So there's no real reason to think otherwise. You know, it's just an ordinary satellite going across. Look, honestly, they they are somewhat identified, you know, but. <laughs> But because uh, they've got that typical nature of going in a straight line and, you know, a constant speed, uh, there's no reason to think they're not a satellite. So, um, yeah. And everyone got a bit of a VIP segment there with uh, Triffin there from Unlocking the Code. And uh, he, um, you know, went on his spiel. He was off. He was um, off in his own world doing what he does there, what he does best. You know, people asking questions in regards to the ancients and stuff like that. You know, he, he just, um, he was in his element, to be honest. Um, and everyone's loving it. You know, he's an absolute knowledgeable, knowledgeable guy. Just, um, he just knows his stuff. You know, question, even people asking questions there, like, you know, you wouldn't think you'd have the sort of answers to, but he, um, he did. You know, when it comes to the whole ancients and, you know, just the whole mysteries of the world there, like, you know, obviously everything's all on the speculation, of course, but, you know, it, he just he had had some theories there, you know, and it's really compelling, and it's just really good, um, you know, getting that first hand uh, from Triffin and uh, Angus thrown in his little two bits and bobs here and there and that, but um, it was absolutely awesome. So it was it was great getting that 
firsthand from Triffin and uh, Angus there. So it was really good. So yeah, thanks guys for doing the little uh, segment there as well and getting involved with the people there again. So it was absolutely awesome. You, you guys played a massive, massive part in um, this night. It was really awesome. You're probably going to wonder if we did actually see anything out there. Well, that is questionable. Um, a couple there did, uh, Caleb and Jackie, they claimed they saw something that was unusual. Uh, they thought it was a satellite at first and just cruising along and then it sort of just did a 90 degree turn and just shot down to the south or down towards the ground a little bit. I don't know, it was sort of weird. No one else seemed to see it because um, at that time we had one of the members there uh, came brave enough to go and tell their story to the rest of us there and everyone was all intrigued and listening to the story and got distracted as they were, obviously they were focusing on him. And uh, no one saw the the uh, the satellite do what it did, uh, what the Caleb and Jackie claimed. So, but look, that, that's absolutely amazing. I'm spewing. I miss it because I've never seen anything that like of that myself. It's something I've been sort of hanging for, and it's ah, I'm spewing. I missed it. <laughs> but to go on as well, something we did see that was absolutely questionable and still questioning to now. But it's just um, a lot of it doesn't make sense. So. I would like to say I think we did have an actual genuine sighting of something that is very well unknown. Now, what looked and began to be what looked like a satellite, um, again, you know, we don't know what they are that are flying across above us there, but, you know, because it's going in a straight line, it's not doing anything unusual, there's no reason to not call it a satellite. But in this particular moment, uh, it was something quite questionable you know it's still got me thinking wondering what the hell was it now i'm not making this bullshit but bullshit up um now everyone who listens to the podcast here knows i'm very critical i'm analytic on stuff there and i'm not going to be calling something that's not you know this is something that's still got me stumped to this like now like um so please believe me when I say this, like I really actually feel like we had a genuine sighting of something that was actually really questionable because it you know, it was, didn't defy anything, but it's just unusual in how it acted. So like I was going to say, like it when we first saw it, it looked like a satellite. It traveled like a satellite, you know, nothing unusual in that nature, just traveling the straight trajectory, uh, doing its orbity thing, you know, and just cruise along. And didn't think too much of it, you know. And we were sort of looking, oh, yeah, no, I said, like, they sort of kept a bit of an eye on it. And I'm not sure if it was me or one of the other guys. They were like, you guys see that? And I was, like, sort of looking at it and going, I think I just saw that. And what it sort of did is sort of, like, did a wiggle. Now, I'm not saying like a zigzag where it's, like, you know, going from one point to another point and kept doing that along the way it it wiggled like so think it as if um oh how can i describe this now you know like a a laser pointer and you do a little bit of a light wiggle not too much it's just a little bit of a wiggle as you're moving across the wall or something like a bit of a wiggle 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 <laughs> it was sort of strange and i was sort of thinking is that my eyes and, you know and they're going you guys see that and you're like yeah no we saw that like it's like so it wiggled and like yeah it was doing something weird it just like wobbling side to side or wobble or something you know it's just really weird as it's traveling along 
and as we all sort of got everyone's attention onto it there, like other people seeing it as well, sort of keeping an eye on it, and you know, everyone's trying to focus. Other people unfortunately didn't see it. Uh, they couldn't quite get the focus on where we were sort of looking because it was just starting to get to that point there we were starting to fade out. And as it's still trajected along there, it's still doing a bit of wiggles here and there. But then we also started noticing it was starting to like slow down or it might have stopped. I'm not sure. It's it sort of hard to get that perception because as it was sort of fading out a little bit, it was sort of get hard to get that idea if it was sort of stopping or going. And But... The strange part is, like, if it was a satellite, it would just keep going at the constant speed and eventually just fade away. But we could still see it regardless, you know? We'll focus on this thing for about a good... Oh, mate. Oh, jeez, I'm trying to think now. I think we had a good three to four minutes of focusing on this thing. Um, even though, like, it was, it was faded out, we could still see the dot as it's going past a couple of stars there. And, like, we're sort of, like, getting an idea of what its speed was. During this time, you know, like it was just going super slow as it's going past these stars. And it's just really strange. You're like, going, what the hell is that? Because, you know, satellites, they just keep going in a constant straight line. Don't really, they don't divert in speed or anything like that. You know, they, they just keep going that one straight speed until they eventually fade away and you can't see them anymore because they're going to the dark side of the planet. But this... It's sort of, to me, I sort of think that it's, whatever this was, it was cruising along. And if it, for those who, um, you know, I'm a bit of a stickler for the times and dates. So um, I'm going to put down, it was uh, 8.55 p.m. at Lake Mondura there in Queensland and um, on the 26th of November, 2022. So there you go. There's, yeah, it's happening around 8.55, at least around that mark anyway. Uh, yeah, I lost where I was going now yeah, because I got distracted with my own thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, it, it's it's strange because like the whole thing we could still see it regardless. Like you know, this whole time for something that should have faded out ages ago, it was still like we could start still see it in our peripheral. Like you know, if you look somewhere, look left or right, you sort of get a better idea of uh, of the object itself when it was fading out a little bit. It gives you that bit of better uh, sight, I suppose, with your peripherals there. And he's got a, it's a bit of a trick with the, um, when it comes to stars and stuff like that, or planets. Or even just any sort of form of sky watching, using peripherals there sort of helps out a lot. And so, yeah, look, to me, I sort of feel like if this was a craft, the best way I can sort of describe it, say it was a, a UFO craft, an alien craft or something of that nature, it was cruising along, going across over above us there, and then it's like as if it sort of started going out in towards deep space. That's the best way I could sort of describe it. It's like as if it's sort of gone along its path there and sort of like right over right, and we just start going out further deeper into space on a bit of a different trajectory. And obviously it's still going past stars and such like that, but it's start just going at a very slow, minimal rate. Now, anyone who has seen the space station go over, um, you know, from west to east, knows that you can see this, the satellite, uh, the space station go across, and it'll just continue going over the horizon. Um, obviously, on, on its good day. But this thing here, it just, it just, yeah, it must have gone out into deep space, started going cruising out that way. And I was hoping, look, well, we we're all hoping that it was going to do something phenomenal, you know, like do one of those massive 
warp drives or something, you know, something of that hyperspace sort of movement to could have give us a better idea, like, yes, we did actually see something that was unusual. Just to confirm it, you know, this would have been fantastic. But unfortunately, it didn't do anything amazing. We sort of eventually lost sight of it as it sort of disappeared. And uh, we actually um, dubbed it the Wiggler because um, it just the way it started off when we first really started taking notice of it, it was just doing the wiggle. And obviously, again, back to my critical sort of analytic mind there, the, the best description I can sort of give it is maybe it could have been a form of atmospheric distortion with the light going through the atmosphere. But then again, I've never seen an, a satellite do that as it's cruising along. Um, I've seen hundreds of satellites in my time and I've never seen it do like a bit of a, a wiggle or the light being distorted from the atmosphere in that sort of case. So this is what sort of threw me out a little bit there going, yeah, it, something unusual is happening here and it's doing sort of a bit of a wiggly thing. So I'm not really sure what happened there. But everyone was sort of, you know, buzzing about that one going, wow, we've, um, I, I feel like we've, had, we've claimed an actual, actual sighting here tonight. You know, it's just um, one in a million. And uh, again, guys, I'm not lying about this. Uh, think about good 50% of us who, who were there seen it. Um, they can back the story up, which is even better because, you know, having multiple people there to sort of witness this as well, as it, it gives it more credibility. And again, I'm not here to go and bullshit anyone, you know, try and lie to anyone. I'm here to go and bring out the truth about this whole topic, which is um, this that's what I do. I'm trying. I'm here to bring out the truth, and I'm not going to go and make up this, just try and get up ratings or anything like that. This is um, just something that happened to be on that, that night, you know. It's a... It's a what was that? What we were there for? You know, we were there for as a in a UFO expedition to try and see something unusual, something amazing, and um, yeah, I I love to say that we uh, we actually did see something amazing. You know, there's something that's still questionable, and um, I can't really give any uh sort of evidence or indication to what it could be to try and rule it out to what this bloody thing could be, um. You know, there was mention that the 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 uh, I think it's the Artemis that's gone around the the moon. Uh, could quite possibly been that, but then again, I don't think we'd be able to see it from our our perspectives there because it's not that big, and I'm not sure if it has that bigger solar panels on it to be able to be able to see it that well because like this thing was fairly bright um, as your your average satellite there, but. Um, again, I don't think the Artemis is that big because it was only meant to be doing a bit of a test run around the moon and whatnot. So, yeah, I've got no explanation for it except for it's got to be something that's, you know, something that's out there. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And again, uh, if it was a satellite that was using the uh, Earth's orbit and gravity gravitational pull to go and sort of slingshot around the world, you know, to go and try and get that better trajectory, Again, like going back towards where the ISS goes over across the sky, you'll see this thing go across the entire horizon, basically. And, yeah, if this was one of those sort of crafts that was doing the slingshot effect around the Earth, then it should have kept going or at least faded out. And the fact that yeah, we could still see it um, as it slowed or stopped a couple of times, I'm not sure what it was doing. It's really hard to sort of get a grasp on what it was doing. Yeah, uh, it just it, it defies everything there. So, look, uh, guys, I'm yeah again. I'm gonna say we genuinely see something that we cannot uh, give an answer to. So, 
yeah, I'm stumped. <laughs> but it was absolutely an awesome night. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, lucky couple there, Jackie and Caleb. They've got to see their satellite there cruise along, hit a, hit a 90 degree turn, and just shoot straight down. Oh, I wish I'd see that. And uh, unfortunately, no one else saw it. So lucky for them, seeing that one there. And um, yeah, look, it was just an absolutely fantastic night, guys. Um, I'm, I hope we get some more people out there next time there and do it all over again. It was just absolutely great meeting all these people there, you know, and just just genuinely talking about the whole topic, which is great. You know, that's uh, that's the whole thing. That's the whole idea of this. Whilst we were out there trying to spot UFOs, there, I just it's just more so just to try and you know get together and get like-minded people, get a little bit of a, just a social gathering, basically, you know, it, it was really good. I, I can't think much more on just how good this actually really was. And it's one of those things that you just had to be there to really sort of really experience it. And, and uh, me trying to describe it, I'm probably describing it horribly, but I'm sure you can bear with me here and um, hopefully get a better grasp of like just how really good it was. It was just really turned out really well. Just um, I, I just unfortunately I didn't get any footage there of people there as they were mingling and trying to get other people's stories as I was telling them to each other and it's just it's just oh, it's just really good you know people questioning them and sort of ah you know, oh, I, I I can't keep going about it I'm, I'm ranting now to try and keep going but um, look, it was absolutely fantastic you know I I really did enjoy it I really did um looking forward to the next one there. So, um, look, guys, yeah, look, thank you very much. I do have a couple of little snippets here of some people um, giving their testimonies on their encounters, their experiences there, which is fantastic. So thank you for these people there. I've managed to get a capture on before people took off. Uh, so there, thank you guys for giving off their, their testimonies there. So, um, yeah, look, guys, enjoy. Um, again, thank you for persisting with me here whilst I'm blabbering on and trying to describe the whole night. But, um other than that, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good night. Um, besides uh, when it was bedtime there, we had this annoying bloody cow. There. I don't know if it was snoring or it was growling at us, but we were sort of nearby because it was a bit of a cow pack next to us there and it's just doing what it's, where it's doing, a big grunting or growling or whatever it's trying to do, but it was bloody loud and annoying and just kept going. So I don't think it really liked us being there or it was just snoring really loudly. It was just <laughs> a bit of a weird one when people sort of had a bit of a bit of a laugh and a giggle and a bit of a complaint about it the next morning they're going geez that bloody cow was bloody loud but um yeah look i think after everyone went to bed there you know it sort of stops which was good and uh again you know just laying in bed there or having swag out and just fell asleep under the stars it was just um absolutely awesome watching more shooting stars go across there and um uh, i don't think anyone got abducted i don't think anyone really mentioned anything like that so nothing on that sort of nature um it's just yeah it was just really good so um again guys look if you're going to be nearby in the central queensland area i'm going to be trying to organize another event at some point uh next year so uh, in 2023 and love to go and catch you catch up with you meet up with you talk and um hopefully get some more stargazing and hopefully see something amazing again because um that's what we're out here for trying and bring out the truth of what's really out there and um get rid of this bloody stigma that's attached to this whole topic you know and Obviously, the more people that are out there that are having these experiences, they're bringing them forward and talking about it. It sort of really does create a nice little comfort zone there. And, um, you know, it's, it's really good to go and, you know, get that, especially that face-to-face sort of um, testimony from these people there as they're talking about their experiences there. Because, like, you, you get more 
more uh, of a connection, you know, more of a better vibe of the whole thing when you actually talk about it, and especially like with like-minded people around, it just creates a really awesome atmosphere. So it was really fantastic. But quickly before I do go, a big thank you to everyone who did come this weekend. It was absolutely fantastic having you here. It wouldn't have been what it was without you guys. Uh, it was just an absolute marvelous weekend. And again, so thank you very much for everyone who did come out. And um, it was just absolutely wonderful meeting you, talking to you, and just um, yeah, just generally just um, yeah, meeting, greeting all, all of you. You know, it's just uh, absolutely wonderful having you out there. So very much appreciate it for everyone who did come out. Um, I know we had a fair few people coming from down south, the New South Wales border, down Bernard Point and Brizzy Way, and um, you guys travelled a long way to come up. So, it, um, yeah, very much appreciated. And just look, everyone just just absolutely loved how it just came out and just how many people turned up in general. It was absolutely fantastic. So, again, thank you, everyone, who did come in. And, um, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing you all again and then, um, talking with you again at some point there. It'll be um, great to see you again. So, yeah, thanks again, guys. So look, guys, I'm going to shut up here. I'm going to leave the um, finish the show here with these guys there talking about their experiences there in Canada's. And um, yeah, look, I look forward to talking to you next time. And um, till then, I'll hopefully see you on the, the next event. All right, guys, all the best. And till then, catch you later. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Lee Riley, and I'm uh, uh, from Gympie Way. Um, I've... I lived out on a property outside Gympie, so I was fortunate to be in a situation where there wasn't any lighting or, you know, you didn't get the lights of Gympie actually glowing anywhere near your property, so it was lovely and pitch black looking at the sky. Um, the first time I just happened to go outside with my son and we were sitting on the pool deck actually and laying on the layboy chair things and looking up at the sky. and. Anyway, after we'd been there for probably an hour, I happened to notice this thing that looked like a star falling in a way in the sky, but not in, it wasn't falling like we know a falling star in the sky is, you know, like, um, but it started quite high in the sky and um, it was dropping in an incredibly uh, fast rate and it was coming straight down too. It wasn't bouncing around or going anywhere. It was just coming straight down in the sky so fast for ages. And I was able to get Aaron to fixate his eyes on it and catch it and watch it. And then after it had come down a long, long way for ages, you know, it, it just all of a sudden it just went bang to the right. Like there was, it was just incredibly fast how sharp a turn to the right it went. And then it headed out to the west after that. So that was my first time that I was very convinced I'd seen something there. And after now, seeing satellites and different other things, I still am convinced that that wasn't satellite or anything like that because it moved entirely different to it all. Um, the second time was probably, and that was roughly about 9.30, 10 at night, um, a couple of years ago. And then about a year ago, we were out there again, just laying on the pool uh, deck. And, um, and I'd been there for only probably a half an hour, we were outside or so. And I looked over the back and I, we had a lot of cloud cover that night, so I was a bit disappointed that I'm, we may not see anything. And um, anyway, as the time went by, it did clear up, but um, I just happened to look out over the back of the hills from my property, um, over towards Langshore at the back, and in the tree line, there was a light shining down over in the tree line. 
And I said to Aaron, that's weird. That's been just sitting there for ages, you know, like that. Anyway, so I watched it and it would have been a half an hour. And I said, it's just not moving. I thought it was, a, it looked like a helicopter, a light on a helicopter beam or something, you know. And I, I thought, that's weird. It hasn't, if it was a plane or a helicopter, it should have come across the sky or whatever by now. So I just sat and watched it and watched it and then all of a sudden, in a split second, it just went shoom, straight into the sky and it ended up bouncing around for about five minutes or so over Brisbane. And it was funny because it, it did this in its action over Brisbane, you know, but like you saw it bouncing around sort of thing. And then, um, and then all, it just then went at an incredible speed. It just disappeared straight out to the west again. Um, and the, the good thing about that, that was a, that ended up like starting at nine o'clock. Uh, I started watching it, and then when it moved and flew out, it was about nine thirty. Now I looked on your um, the Brisbane UFO one. I think it might have been because someone put a post up and said, "Did anyone see that um, uh, thing in the sky last night over Brisbane at about nine thirty? And I thought that would have been the one that I saw. Someone else saw it at Ipswich. So I wrote back to the guy and I said, I, I know where it originated from. It originated from the, the back of my place, basically. So, um, yeah, that was, I didn't get close enough or anything to see any, what size it was or anything like that. But, yeah, that was, um, that was my two times. And then, of course, we went out last night looking, but there was loads of satellites last night. So, yeah, and it's good to go with experienced people because you learn so much. <laughs> So, thank you. Hello, you guys. Caleb Manthe. Um, I guess my first experience wasn't, per se, a, a UFO experience or anything, but it's what piqued my interest in it all. Um, about 17 years ago, I was driving into town um, just on the outskirts of Gympie, and we saw this, what uh, later was described as space junk, fall through the sky, and big big blaze of fire probably oh, 150 meters long trailing behind it like massive ball of fire would have been easy the size of a 50 cent piece going through the air um, we pulled over dad took me out and sat me on the roof of the car and we watched this thing go out over the mountains and he was about to call up the radio station to let him know that something's coming through the atmosphere but uh all of a sudden, within a second of getting in the car, it came on and was describing it all in a bit of a interesting way to us. So, I guess that was my first peak of interest into something going on. And then a few things would happen over the years. Um, when I was about seventeen, um, yeah, it's about seventeen. We were. Um, oh, sorry. Um, I'm lost now. Um, sorry guys. Um, no, you're right, mate. Yeah. Um, 17 would have been when first we saw something definitely interesting. Um, would have been. Oh, about six o'clock at night, and um, yeah, just just a wiggly sort of thing going through the sky. No one, no one with me or anything, and 
really sort of interested, started researching that sort of stuff and as the years would go on and people would kind of have a bit of a laugh at me, I would show a bit more quiet about the situation and then, then we had a bit of a worldwide uh, acknowledgement of it all and things would seem to get a bit more out of hand. I'd, we moved to another property on the outskirts of Gympie where we watched many interesting things through the skies. Uh, fire trails that would dart from one side of the sky to the next and then back into the middle and out to the side and leave streets all over. And I was fortunate enough to have people up on the veranda where I could uh, call out to them and get them to come down and check it out. And we proceeded to watch it for another like seven, ten minutes. and. They started freaking out a bit, which is cool as well. Cause, you know, it was a bit of a bit of justification of what I was seeing instead of just thinking I was a bit crazy. Um, and then a bit of a light show started to pop up in the upcoming months out the back window. We would uh, we'd be laying there or sitting watching out the window, and buddy, like seven or eight orbs would appear in the neighbor's paddock down near uh, where he had a bunch of like old cars that he would restore and fix up and sell and at first we thought it might have been the reflection of the, the moon off the back windows and stuff so we went for a walk up the road and as we'd go up the road they would either turn off or they would fly about 15 metres up into the sky above like into the treetops and kind of just dim out there and so there was definitely stuff going on and they would never stay still. They are always floating around or go up into the sky when you'd get close and then come back down and just walk down the driveway. Um, yeah, there's been quite a few, quite a few interesting enough but never anything up close and personal. I've never seen anything like 100 metres or anything like that but always something at a distance and most of my life like I do remember as a kid having some very interesting uh, lucid dream sort of experiences and astral travel and uh, there was one time that bloody I, th I thought it was a dream but uh, we there was this car that had been stolen down the road a little red car and I had a dream and I like was flying over the neighborhood in my dream and I just seen this car and I was like that's the stolen car and I told my mum and that and fair enough we went for a drive the next day past the area that I was talking about and there's the stolen car sitting in the in the person's backyard they called up the cops and yeah but that was probably my own only real experience of that sort where I, I definitely was either outside my body or I perceived it as that could have been something else, but I'd seen this, seen this all, and then it came fruition the next day. So it wasn't uh, me making anything up. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else. Any thoughts on the whole? Well, I think there's, um, there's definitely more to it than than government or or misinterpretation. I think. Uh, is definitely either outer world or inner world that we don't understand and know the knowledge behind and that we might perceive it as extraterrestrial when it might be 
something strange to me. I was 21. So it was back in 89. And there was a group of us, a bunch of friends, about 10 of us. We used to work in the bars. Some of them were in the band. We were sitting on a veranda in Bedina, looking over the yacht clubs, the marinas and out towards the ocean. We all saw it, all 10 of us. There was, um, we thought it was a helicopter that started coming down. We could see a red light and a green light. And we thought it was a helicopter starting to come down and hover over some of the boats in the marina or over towards the ocean. We were joking and laughing and watching it and then all of a sudden it just shot off at lightning speed to the right. Um, so we could not explain that. We talked about it for years afterwards because we still remained friends. Nobody could come up with any solution on what that was. And then I got married in 92 and my husband and I had a property out near Surat, Roma, St George in that triangle, 14,000 acres. But we used to come back, drive into Toowoomba once a month to uh, stock up on supplies, different things, ammunition, salt for skins, food, different things like that. We're travelling back out from Toowoomba to Roma. We'd passed Tara. And the highway out there 30 years ago was one lane of bitumen. So if another car was coming the other way, both of you had to get off the road with two wheels and pass each other. We'd just gone over a bit of a crest. And on top of the crest, my husband said, we have to get off the road and let this semi pass us because it was coming down the hill so fast with bright, bright lights because we're towing a trailer as well. We got off, parked on the side of the road and these lights came very fast up behind us and simply disappeared. There was no semi. We don't know 
We didn't see any craft, we didn't hear any noise, and we don't know where the lights went. But they were there. And then my husband and I divorced later, and I was with um, a partner at the time. I'm quite into crystals, selling crystals, crystal healing. And we're laying in bed. He'd bought a piece of Moldavite. Moldavite is your crystal for your doorway to communication with extraterrestrials. We're laying in bed. He had it on the bedside table. We both heard the voice. We both sat up with a fright. And the words were, what have you got yourself there? And we don't know where the voice came from, who it was, or what it was meant to be. The only thing we can think of was the they were talking about the Moldavite. That's really that's really all I've got. I don't want to go into the paranormal. No, that's all right, that's fine. No, thank you. Stuff. A little bit. Yeah, do you want to give a bit of a context on um, what your thoughts on the whole thing is? Like, like the whole aspect of the UFO phenomenon as well? So. <clears throat> I think that anyone in today's world is very arrogant if they think we are the dominant race, if they think we are the only uh, people or the only species that lives in this entire universe. I think that's just got to be a very stupid, small um, outlook on what really is out there. There's so much more that we don't know. And it's been documented for thousands of years through every race about spacemen visiting ETs, the technology that was given to us many thousands of years ago, that there just has to be something else out there. I believe there is. I haven't had the proof of seeing anything myself, but I don't disbelieve some of the things that I'm told. That's about it. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of Encounters Down Under. I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger or email at australianufosightings@outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hooroo!